today on the TMZ Podcast. Welcome to the TMZ Podcast. Jason and Derek here. We have a very special... Well, happy Monday, Derek. Yeah, happy Monday to you. Very special episode of the TMZ Podcast. We are going to do a year-end roundup. Uh, starting today with the biggest scandals of 2022. We've got a great list, top five. Yeah. Uh, you and I are going to run down them. I think that we have a lot of alignment here. I think we've come to a consensus top five. The there will be some bickering, Jason. Let's just be honest be about how we here. rank these, but yes. Let's get right into the fifth biggest scandal of the year, uh, Adam Levine's alleged Instagram misdealings that were revealed on TikTok by the alleged FRS. Yeah, this was absolutely gigantic and sort of introduced a lot of people to uh, DMs and how they can get a little bit tricky because Adam Levine is a huge celebrity. And on Instagram, he had several women who would reach out to him. And usually you imagine celebrities just receive a lot of these things, but don't necessarily respond. Well, Adam was quite active. He would engage with with some of the women who uh, he spoke with on Instagram and then it sort of blew up in his face, right? Because one of them he reached out to, he said, I'm so into you. Uh, would you mind if I named my next kid after you? Yes. Yeah, so what do you think of this? Her name was a Summer Stroh. Yeah. And she beautiful po- name. Beautiful name. Sum- Sumner, not Summer. Sumner Stroh. Mm-hmm. And she po- actually posted on TikTok the Instagram conversations, the DMs that she had been having with Adam. Uh, and the big, the big, as you referenced, the big event within this text is, is his, because when it all came out, when she posted this, she had, she had a year long affair. He denied the existence of a physical affair, Yes, but which admitted is that he had gone too far, which is the understatement of a lifetime, because not only were there text messages of a very romantic nature, there were also messages to your point that said, I'd like to name my child. Now his wife at the time, Bahati Prinzel was pregnant with their third child. That's right. And that's what seemed to upset people the most was the <laughs> yeah, sort <you> of <laughs> yeah. the emotional betrayal because it's unclear. There's a little bit of vagueness as to how far he went and whether it was simply a texting relationship or had some physical component. But in, and in fairness to him, there were no texts where it said like meet up were, here. You were great last night right. or it was great seeing you or meet up here. And so he was either smart enough to avoid those DMs or they never actually met up despite she said there was an affair. That's right. So it opened up this conversation with, you know, if you took Adam at his word, could there be sort of harmless flirtation with someone across the internet who you don't necessarily have a physical intimacy with, but you're saying these sorts of things? I tend to fall on the side of there was a bit of an emotional betrayal. If Bahati is not on board, she's pregnant with one of his children and he's talking to another woman about naming that unborn child with Bahati after it's hard to not be on board with this. It's hard to not be upset. I mean, look, you know, many people would argue that an emotional affair is does more damage. It is more hurtful than a physical one. But Everybody who matters like, here? Bahati, right? Bahati. And what was Bahati's response? Bah- they put a public-facing uh, sort of response by being together, going on picnics. He admitted that he made mistakes, went too far, but nevertheless, their marriage has remained strong. They both stayed out of the limelight for the last six or so months since this happened. Yeah. Uh, it seems that they've gotten past it, so why shouldn't we, I guess? And this is why I put it in the five spot, and I think we agree that it belongs here because ultimately the people who are involved who could be outraged by this— Got through it. They worked yeah. through it. I don't know what, on, what went on behind the scenes. I don't know if he had to get her a sort of, you know, the way Kobe Bryant got a huge diamond for his yeah. his wife at the time. Some some things came out. But I think it belongs in the five slot because the scandal sort of died down with the people who were involved. And all that was left was the controversy and the debate in the, in the ether about whether you can flirt with people online. Which segues beautifully yeah. into the fourth 
biggest scandal of the year, the most recent of those on our list, which is the GMA affair between Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. That's right. Recently came out that the two of them had started a romantic relationship. Uh, they have been friends and intimate friends. I don't mean that to be a sexual term. I mean, they've been close friends. They work closely on a, a show long, together. long time. Yeah. And they started an affair. They say that it happened. They both were married when they met. They've both been married for, during the years of their of their work relationship. They say now that they started their affair after they were separated. They were from separated. Their they in fact separated from their spouses in order to make true what they had thought for a long time, which is right. that they liked each other. Um, but nevertheless, two things have stemmed from this. Number one, there's a lot of disbelief that they actually were not having an extramarital affair. And number two, GMA has been tossed asunder as a result of this relationship. Yeah. So GMA and the way they've sort of handled this now at, at a at a bird's eye view, this is just a, a consensual relationship between two people who are at at roughly equal power levels. So there's no sort of like a boss dating an underling at the office, which uh, two, would have the two a sort of different dynamic. This right. is really just a consensual romantic relationship between co-anchors. So a lot of people are saying, well, why suspend them at all? I mean, if if they are sort of separated from their spouses, they're not doing anything sort of immoral that would be off-putting to the audience. Why are we suspending them? I think what's happening is ABC's president, Kim Godwin, initially said, nothing to see here. Uh, we're going to leave them on the air. That didn't go over very well at the office. There's a lot of whispers and so forth. So it was disruptive to their company. At least that was the perception. Now they've walked it back and said, OK, we're going to do a full investigation. And I suspect that the investigation will clear Amy and TJ. I don't know that, but uh, potentially they were using some company resources while they were on location. Maybe there's something that's sort of a little bit problematic there, but my sense is they're now just going through the process of clearing them so they can bring them back as hosts. Is that what you see? I, I think so. I mean, this is, a, a, ABC, I think, reacted to the moment believing that there was, A, os, it wasn't good for the os, office chatter biz or whatever, mm. but number two, that, you know, it's owned by Disney. They have a very wholesome audience, sure. a very, you know, family-friendly program in the morning. Lots of people watch. And I think they thought that it might be bad for the show, what they found out very quickly when they took them off the air is that the ratings tanked because people like A, like them as personalities, yes. and B, they love scandal more than anything else. And yep. so these two people who were on the air, that you know, they were they were after this whole thing broke, there was a it was like a Thursday night where everything happened. And then on Friday morning they came on and sort of with a wink and a nod and cute little giggles kind of And the ratings were way and up. And the ratings were they skyrocketed the biggest ratings they've had. Now that's a little bit artificial. They skyrocketed because of the curiosity of seeing yeah. how the two people would interact with the controversy swirling. I don't think that's sustainable. But, but, but it seems to be based upon that little flirtatious interaction, which they were play, clearly playing to their now huge audience, ABC reacted very negatively to that. Maybe it was in defiance of their orders not to talk about it. Sure. And so that they took them off the air right away. Let me ask you a question. So maybe they come back. This is obviously a relationship that started from working together and hopefully at last. I wish them nothing but happiness. But is it a stable thing to have two people who are intimately involved as co-anchors? I guess Minka and what's Minka her name? Minka and Joe Scarborough. That's yeah. worked, but they were married before the show started. Yeah. This is a relationship that is born out of the, the fires of controversy. She was married yeah. to Andrew Shu, famously from Melrose Place. There are these clips going well, around also, where she would uh, have TJ and Andrew Shoe yeah. on the show. And it's also, a little bit weird. let's not forget that TJ has also been accused of having another yes. extramarital affair with another GMA personality. If you're uh, Amy Rohrbach, you're like, oh goodness, is it just Am I the flavor of the month? The yeah. <laughs> through it. Uh, nevertheless, we put it in the four slot. Let's move on to number three. And I don't know how on earth you're going to convince me that this is the number three. I'm not going to try. And not the number one. No, this 
scandal of no, the year. No, number one is number one is number one, and nothing will defeat it. All right, but we'll I get agree. to it. I, I'm almost tempted to reverse two and three, but but uh, let's go with number three. We had the list, list printed. Let's do it. Number three, we're just going to call it Kanye. Kanye. I mean, this yeah. is a, the Kanye West episode that has extended through months and months of, of his sort of unraveling right before our very eyes. You know, the anti-Semitic remarks have been the headline, but it's not been just that. You remember he came out in that white. It all sort of spawned when he came out to a fashion show in a White Lives Matter shirt. We were like, oh, no. Kanye's on one. And the, the the sense was that this was the spark of another long extended episode, but I don't think anyone saw where it was going. I thought it would be a little bit of light trolling with the White Lives Matter shirt and it would go away. It certainly did not. What happened, Jason? Well, he I mean, he he dug in on the Jews, right? I mean, it, a lot of it stems from uh, from um, Kyrie Irving and posting the, the reference that Kyrie did to the to the uh, Holocaust denying movie, yes. uh, and then and then Kyrie wouldn't wouldn't back down from that. Shortly, sort of in the same in the same week, around the same course, time, Kanye same, tweeted, "I'm gonna go Death Con five on the Jews." Right now, he says Death Con three on the Jewish. Sorry, Death Con three. I apologize. Right, right. Yes. Death Con five would actually less less right. Exactly, exactly. He calls it Death Con. It's Death Con, but nevertheless, maybe uh, playing with words there though. I mean, unclear if he's sort of intending it to be a joke yeah. or he just doesn't know what Death Con so is. So that's anyway. on October 9th. He says he's going to go Death Con three on Jewish people. Uh, it says it was not anti-Semitic for him to say so because black people are actually Jewish also. So does that mean he's going Death Con three on black people too? A little unclear. Yes. Now, apparently this emanated from some what he perceives to be poor business dealings where he has felt cheated uh, in the entertainment industry writ large and feels that Jews are to blame. Entertainment industry, he obviously had a major falling out with with Adidas. He had a major falling out with The Gap. And then he had when when all that started happening and he started getting a lot of criticism for the White Lives Matter shirt and his other, you know, stemming back to Franklin to his MAGA, MAGA hat wearing days. He started to, to coalesce his thoughts around the people that he believed were behind the entire effort to cancel him, and those are the Jewish elites in Hollywood. Yes, and so he just this all this was kind of the culmination of that, um, and then from there, you know, he's been doing a, a publicity tour, anti-Jew uh, publicity tour. And look, what happened after he made these comments was sort of a true uh, cancellation of Kanye West. These are so beyond the pale type of comments that he did lose the deal with Adidas. Yes. His net worth went significantly south. Um, he has sort of been ostracized from the mainstream. He says he's being debanked. He's not allowed to bank with Chase anymore and so yeah. forth. What happened, though, was rather than take a look at himself and how these comments are so noxious and harmful to society, he doubled down and said, this is the result of me truth telling. Right. And you're seeing in real time the cancellation of a person for actually speaking truth about the Jews. It's sort of perpetuated this logic in his yeah. head. And he's gone on with Alex Jones. He's gone on a sort of well, whoever will speak with him sort of tour. And I don't see it getting better because Kanye West is not a very introspective sort of uh, guy who will sort of take stock of what he's done. He rather will say this has confirmed what I've what I've uh, been uh, saying. We, the whole we time. see we see this quite a bit, right? Donald Trump had some of this in him as well. His whole thing: if I lose, it's because it the election be was rigged. Mm-hmm. And then he loses, and he says, "There, it's, therefore, it's con- not not therefore. I, maybe I was wrong, and the people actually didn't vote. Therefore, it's confirmation of my belief that Correct. I can't get a fair shake." But Kanye went further than Donald Trump, further than anybody, frankly, that I've heard with a public microphone in a long time, saying that he actually likes Nazis. There are good things about Hitler. 
so bad that even Alex Jones, who is a racist, xenophobic, anti-Semite. Facing nine figures worth of judgments against him over Sandy Hook Because lies. what he claimed was that Sandy Hook was a hoax perpetuated by the parents. He, Blanche. Yeah. He actually said, well, I, I wouldn't go that far. I, you know, I mean, Unbelievable. Yeah. That episode where, where Alex Jones is clutching his pearls over something someone else is saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, really just hard to we, fathom. We've talked a lot about it. We talked about it this morning, as a matter of fact, that the cancel culture, that hundreds of people, celebrities, have been targeted with cancel, cancellation. Me Too movement and other things as well. Very t- few times has it stuck, right? Cosby, it's stuck. He actually no longer has a career. Uh, uh, R. Kelly is actually doing time in his career, even before he was doing time, the rest of his life probably, even before he was doing that kind of a time, that kind of time, had been canceled to a large degree. Very few others truly don't have a career. Right. Uh, Kanye West, I'm not, I, I think he'll, people will still buy his music, but I don't know who's going to attend his concerts. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm Pollyannish about the whole thing. Maybe he'll come back. Well, look, I mean, we were in the office when he actually did survive the scandal that he experienced in our office when he said some pretty horrific things. And there was an episode where he sort of had a showdown with one of our colleagues. Uh, he sort of surfaced from that and was popular again, certainly selling a lot of uh, shoes after that episode. This, I don't know if it's a bridge too far. It does seem like uh, Kanye has become kind of noise in the background now. This is as far as you can go in terms of trolling, if that's all he's doing. And I'm not sure you can sort of turn the ship around and be taken seriously as an artist again. I just, I just don't see it. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Somebody uh, who is taken very seriously as an artist, Dave yes. Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. So we put this in the two spot because Kanye, you know, his episodes, we've seen them before. This is obviously a more extreme yeah. version with the anti-Semitism. But what you saw happen to Dave Chappelle was entirely new. So Dave Chappelle, remember, was at the Hollywood Bowl. He's doing a set. He, he you know, plays at the largest venues possible. Some, in the wake of some of his more anti-trans statements, uh, some his Netflix special, The right. Closer, where a lot of people dragged him for his stance on LGBTQ and particularly trans issues. He's on stage at the Hollywood Bowl. He doesn't back down from this. And a man just charges on the stage. And right. it is quite an episode. It's all captured. Um, he attacks him, sort of wrestles Dave to the to the, to the the floor briefly. He's not hurt or anything. And then the guy goes backstage and catches a vicious beatdown from Dave's so supporters. Dave had some of his supporters there, Jamie Foxx first among them, who yes. you can see it's very dark and grainy, but you can see is kicking and stomping him. Dave actually takes the microphone winded from the altercation. Yes. My man is being stomped back there. Now, it seems sort of like comical because the guy was just like sort of wrestling and and getting beat up. But it turned out that he had a replica of what is kind of like a a handgun bayonet. It was a gun with a gun was a replica. Uh, There was a fixed bayonet on it that was real. And it seems that he had set out to kill Dave. 
Uh, he has a, another case that he's dealing with where he apparently uh, is accused of trying to kill his roommate. So right. he was maybe a dangerous individual. Uh, and he says he was triggered by the Dave jokes about the trans community. So this is a direct link between what Dave said on stage. And he's been a big champion of free speech. A comedian should be able to talk about these issues and deal with them. He felt some real physical consequences from doing so. Yeah, it was really t- t- terrifying scene. Terrifying. I mean, awful things could have happened. Dave was fine. Dave went back and actually got his own licks in on the guys. He yeah. was being pummeled by others. Uh, uh, it, w- it was a horrible scene, especially once you found out the guy had this, you know, lethal weapon. Uh, yeah, and you person. and I, I think, are s- slightly, uh, we have slightly different views about yeah. whether Dave should be going on this tour of, like, tackling this particular issue, and, but no one deserves sort of physical violence that's, as a result of what ridiculous. they say on stage. You can not go to his shows, don't have to buy his, you don't have to watch his Netflix specials, but this was outrageous, and that's why it's in the number two slot. Uh, speaking of physical violence on stage, our number one with a bullet. Even though it's an old story. Year, even though it's the actually the, the first one, yes. uh, the first in chronological order on the list, also the first biggest scandal of the year, Will the slap. Smith, sla- the slap heard around the world. Will Smith uh, charging onto stage at the Academy Awards uh, last year. Um, the Academy Sla- Awards are the biggest event next to the Super Bowl. They just are. Even yes. if the ratings don't uh, oh, show that every show year. That. I mean, it's worlds apart from the Super Bowl, but I don't think there's a bigger event. Massive. Than the, uh, television event and water cooler event than the Academy Awards. Uh, Chris Rock is a presenter for an award. He gets up and uh, there's lots of jokes told at celebrities' expense. That's what happens at these awards. Ricky Gervais, most famously, I think a different award show, Golden Globes. But nevertheless, that's what happens at these things. Will sitting at a table with Jada yeah, he, while these jokes are coming. Right. Out. And he tells the joke about how his wife basically equa- compares her to G.I. Jane. Bald head to G.I. Jane. Camera immediately goes to Will and, and Jada. Jada is stone faced, clearly doesn't like the joke. Will laughs hysterically, and then you see him look over at his wife. His face drops. All of a sudden, he stands up, marches towards towards Chris on stage, gets up on the stage. Chris goes, "Uh uh-oh, still thinking, I think, that Will's going to play out a little skit of being angry. And Will slaps the shit out of Chris Rock. It's unbelievable. Unlike the Dave attacker who had to elude security and race on stage, he is able to, uh, to your point, waltz on stage because it was so strange. And he's Will Smith. Yes. Uh, no one expected him to physically slap Chris Rock across the face. Least of all, kind of Chris Rock. Right. Chris Rock in the in, in as the as the sort of distance is closing goes. Uh oh. In his yes. sort of Chris Rock kind of like we're. About I think to he do was a, a little scene. scared though, but he didn't quite know what was happening. And he, and he hauls off a slap and then goes back to his seat and proceeds to shout at Chris, yes. uh, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. Yes. And that's what he's saying. And they were able to, to to bleep it in certain respects. But you really got a lot of this raw during a live telecast of the Oscars. Never anything like it. You know, Marlon Brando once brought out uh, a Native American to accept his award. And that was a big deal. Once there was a streaker in the 70s. Yes. This is the biggest Oscar moment, unplanned moment in the history of the Oscars. Does the word unplanned have to be there? Or is it the biggest Oscar Maybe moment? Maybe just the biggest Oscar moment. I was yeah. trying to think like the moonlight the moment moonlight was very moment big was very as well. Big, but they, they, I mean, n- none of that did we talk about nine months later. I have to think this is this. I think this is the biggest Oscar moment. The fallout. He's been suspended from the Academy for 10 years. Can't go to the well, telecast. But the fallout, can be nominated, the fall, but can't go. Yeah. I mean, right. That's the ultimate sanction for him is that he, he was uh, suspended f- for 10 years. And he may very well be nominated this year for his movie Emancipation. Yeah. He's a producer, director, actor in it. Um, but uh, 
Chris, so he Will has attempted to make make amends. He's attempted to apologize profusely to. He has apologized profusely, not attempted to. He sure. has apologized profusely to to Chris Rock. Chris Rock's having none of it. He has never accepted his apology. He's made jokes about it in passing on stage. He hasn't done a full skit about it. Full full sort of seg- section segment on it. What's it called? A, a comedy. Uh, yeah, he did a bit on it. Bit. Yeah. yeah, he did a bit on it. Um, but he hasn't accepted his apology. Will really wants him to. I think Will needs him to. He needs. Him I think to. Will has not been folded back into the mainstream and won't be until Chris does something. Until they can hug it out. Yes, I, I think he's done. Perfectly adequate apologies. Uh, you know, he's done one to camera. He's done interviews about it now. So, so Will is sort of contextualizing it and and apologizing. He falls on his sword and he says, "I I, I absolutely shouldn't have slapped Chris yes. Rock." But without Chris sort of saying, "It's okay, let's move on," I don't think the world is ready to just like accept Will Smith he, again. Emancipation hasn't done particularly well. No, it's actually not that great of a movie from what I've heard. I haven't seen yeah. it. Uh, but here's here's what ultimately gets me about this whole thing. I don't think Will Smith has ever been honest. He says he was triggered. He says it's based upon some childhood trauma that he sure. had, that it triggered him, and he went up there. What are you waiting to hear? Uh, I, I'm not waiting to hear anything. I'd like a little honesty. Yeah. Here's the honesty. He laughed hysterically. Mm. He then looked over at his wife, who was not laughing, and in that moment, he did something to impress his wife. That's what happened That's in what that you think moment. Happened. You want to hear him take and, ownership of that. He, look, I would never expect that of him. It would be too sort of weird at this point, given all he said to do to do that. I think that moment has passed. Yes. But that's what happened. No, And, I, and for I, him to say he was triggered and tri- for childhood trauma, bullshit. Yeah. This was a man's effort, and they have a fraught relationship, he and Jada. It's a strange relationship going back years. I say strange because I don't understand it. Doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't work for them. Good for them. And some but built up tension over the years with Chris. And I mean, Chris has insulted her before. Yeah. The famous joke back uh, 2017 or 18 when he hosted, and he said Jada Jada Smith has uh, elected not to, has boycott right. the Oscars. Right. That's like me boycotting Rihanna, boycotting Rihanna's panties. Right. I can't boycott something I wasn't invited to. Right. You know he's so gotten his shots off. He's at gotten that. his shots. Yeah. And she clearly doesn't like it. I guarantee they've talked about it. He tells the joke at Jada's expense. Will laughs hysterically. Looks over and goes, Oh, yeah. I was wasn't supposed to laugh. How can I prove to Jada that I really didn't find that funny, even though I found it hysterical? And one thing that's true is when he walked up on stage, you're right, the read of his body language after the slap, because his back is to the audience, and he turns around sort of triumphantly and yeah. and, and walks back like cock of the walk. Right. I think he thought the read of his action would have been very different than yes. it actually was. People were horrified, yeah. jaws dropped. I think he thought there might have been even applause or sort of like some sort of swell of you deserve that, Chris. He didn't get that. And now he's been on this long apology tour that I think until Chris welcomes him back into the fold, I don't think it'll feel complete. So that's our list of the biggest uh, scandals of 2022. We are going to do another one of these, top five, yep. every day this week. What do we have coming up? So coming up on Tuesday, we've got the top five sports stories of the year. On Wednesday, we'll do the top five tragedies. Uh, obviously, a lot of big death news that we'll cover in that episode. Thursday, you're going to want to tune into top five divorces of the year. Breakups and deaths are always sort of big news in, in year-end we wrap-ups. Maybe talking about Kanye in that one, too. Yeah, Kanye may come up in multiple episodes, <laughs> yeah, so exactly. just be aware of that. And and in the last episode on Friday, we'll just talk about the top five people, the right. names in the news that you couldn't escape in 2022. So stay tuned for that, and we'll uh, see you next time. Later. 